This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning. I'm Adora Namigade, and this is The Rundown. The city of Chicago may get federal funding to care for its increasing migrant population. That would come through the big supplemental appropriation Congress might pass to provide aid to Israel and Ukraine. The White House is asking for more than $100 billion to provide military aid to the two countries at war, along with other needs. Illinois Democratic Congressman Mike Quigley wants to include funding to help Chicago and other major cities provide food, clothing, and shelter to migrants. I think what you'll see in this bill is direct assistance to further secure the border, however people feel about it. I think that's what's going to be in there. I'm hoping that it'll include assistance to cities and states to address taking care of the migrants. Mayor Brandon Johnson and other big city mayors were in Washington, D.C. yesterday to press top Biden aides in Illinois' congressional delegation for the migrant aid. Johnson says he had positive and productive conversations with top aides at the White House. The mayors sent a letter to President Biden over the weekend requesting $5 billion in additional aid. But House Republicans are pushing for a standalone measure that would only help Israel. In other migrant news, a Chicago City Council meeting ended abruptly yesterday in the middle of a debate on a resolution to let voters decide whether the city should keep its sanctuary city status. At first, there were not enough older persons present to even start the meeting. But once it did begin, it featured hours of procedural chaos. Alderperson Anthony Beal, who sponsored the resolution, says voters should have a say on the issue. And so all I'm asking is to just put this question on the ballot in order to give the people of this city a voice that they have not had because nobody ever asked the city of Chicago, do we want to be a sanctuary city? Do we want to be a welcoming city? Things have been getting tense among older persons who have been critical of migrant shelters being placed in their wards. They ended up not voting on the resolution yesterday. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson's administration has hired a former Chicago police leader who describes himself as, quote, old school to work with the city's new top cop. Fred Waller worked for 34 years as a cop before retiring in 2020 as CPD's chief of operations. Last spring, Mayor Johnson tapped Waller to return as interim police superintendent. In September, the city council transferred the reins to Superintendent Larry Snelling, who calls Waller a mentor. A spokesperson says Waller is now, quote, a deputy director in the superintendent's office. The spokesman declined to elaborate on what the responsibilities for the job entail. Waller is set to make more than $180,000 a year in this new civilian police job. That's on top of his police pension of more than $150,000. The window to register high-powered semi-automatic firearms with the state is closing soon. But many Illinois gun owners say they're going to refuse to comply. Illinois has a new law banning the future sale and possession of most assault-style firearms, like the AR-15. It also requires those who owned the guns before the law took effect to register them with the state by the end of this year. But at a state police hearing on the matter in Springfield yesterday, Republican State Representative Brad Halbrook said many gun owners probably aren't going to do it. What happens when hundreds of thousands of gun owners are non-compliant overnight 
and otherwise, they're just otherwise totally law-abiding citizens. What is going to be their punishment for non-compliance? Gun owners could face hefty fines if they fail to register their assault-style firearms. State police say only about 2,000 people have already done so. Some quick things you should know before today's weather. An ordinance passed Thursday by the Workforce Development Committee would give Chicago workers 10 days of paid time off in a year. Five of those days can be used for any reason, not just sick days. The number of unused days that must be paid out to workers changes based on the business's size. Businesses with 50 or less employees will not have to pay any days out. Alderperson Carlos Ramirez Rosa says it's a good compromise. State and local officials are celebrating the completion of an $18 million improvement project to the US-41 viaduct. That's at Deer Path Road in North Suburban Lake Forest. The project includes rebuilding and relocating a pumping station and two new retention ponds in an effort to reduce chronic flooding in the area. Funding for the project comes from the state's $45 billion Rebuild Illinois infrastructure plan. So the weather this weekend. We're looking at three days in a row of weather in the mid to high 50s with no precipitation and cloudy to partly cloudy skies all weekend. That's it for now. And don't forget, daylight savings time ends Sunday. That means you have to turn your clocks back an hour at 2 a.m. If you're someone who wishes daylight savings time were permanent, go ask someone who was alive back in 1974 about how that worked out. Congress did try this in the 70s during one of the energy crises. I am old enough to remember this experiment. People were so against it. Congress reversed themselves in less than a year. That's the president of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. He tells my rundown co-host Aaron Allen why his organization is pushing for permanent standard time, not daylight savings time. That conversation is today at 1 o'clock. I'm Adora Nami Gadde. Thanks for listening.